0: We love to talk about collaboration between suppliers and manufacturers, but a lot of suppliers just aren't on that page. Hi, everybody. I'm Bob Bowman, managing editor of Supply Chain Brain, and this is a Supply Chain Brain podcast. The biggest manufacturing successes today rest on tight links with trusted suppliers. They go far beyond the procurement of parts or products for a negotiated price. Often the dominance or even survival of a manufacturer rests on the quality of its relations with suppliers. Well, that's the theory at least. It turns out, though, that many suppliers are far from embracing true collaboration with buyers. New research from the 3M company finds that less than half of surveyed suppliers feel fully empowered to collaborate with partners. They're holding back from making strategic recommendations due either to a lack of incentive or openness by customers. Even worse, 70% of suppliers said that at least half of their customers lack a strong system to support buyer-supplier collaboration. So what's gone wrong, and how can it be made right? We'll get answers today from my guest, Jose Varela. He is Vice President of Sourcing and Package Engineering with 3M. He'll talk about the findings of the new report and tell us how 3M itself entices suppliers into deeper relationships that yield more value than mere cost savings. There's hope yet that we might see collaboration become something more than every supply chain executive's favorite buzzword. So here is my conversation with Jose Varela. Jose Varela, welcome to the program.
1: Thank you, Bob. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here.
0: Tell me a little bit about this survey, By3M, of suppliers. Is it the first time you've conducted it? And tell me a little bit about how many suppliers were contacted and how you chose the ones to include in the survey.
1: We have done in the past some surveys with uh, suppliers but specifically regarding suppliers' collaboration, this is the first one. We survey a 237 suppliers. And let me give you a little bit of background. Myself, personally, I've been in business most of my career with 3M. I'm 28 years with the company, and I've been selling a lot of products and technologies and visiting customers and always offering 3M technology to them, right? And they take advantage of that. And not all the time we take all the advantage of, of the supplier innovation that our partners offer to us. So I said, let's, let, let's put some data on this and l- let's see what we found out, what they feel, right? The survey was not specifically to 3M, was in general terms how companies take advantage of supplier innovation And we had, I would say, pretty good surprises.
0: (laughs) So not all suppliers of 3M. You went out and you found a number of suppliers out there that you felt were eligible for the survey, but they weren't all your suppliers.
1: They were, all of them basically were 3M suppliers, Mm -hmm. but we don't identify the questions that coming from 3M, right? So they answer uh, that they were doing business with 3M or any other company in the United States.
0: And would you define these suppliers as first-tier or tier-one suppliers, or did you go farther up the supply chain to find them? First-tier suppliers. So ones with whom you would have direct relations as opposed yes. to those that are somewhere up there and you wouldn't be that cognizant of them. So it seems like there are some fairly disturbing or uh, unhappy conclusions of the survey, specifically that only 43% of suppliers felt that they were, quote-unquote, fully empowered to collaborate with partners. Now, I'm wondering why they feel like they're holding back from making strategic recommendations as a result of this. Could you talk a little bit about what kind of strategic recommendations they feel they could be making if they were more empowered to do that?
1: In general terms, we will encourage our suppliers to collaborate with us. But as you know, the devil is in the details, right? So many times we open the doors, but then we start talking about, uh, oh, what about the IP or, or what about we have been working very secretly with this uh, project and we want to keep this secret. So there are a lot of things that even though we have the open attitude to do collaboration with suppliers, and I'm talking 3M and I'm, I'm sure my peers in other big companies have the same concerns even though we we want to collaborate and we want suppliers to give us information or technology or share with us in developing of new products, there is a lot of people, uh, stakeholders, in those decisions, right? At least internally in 3M, sometimes we have feedback from our team saying, oh, we cannot share that, we cannot share this uh, IP, whatever, right? So Mm -hmm. what's the solution? What we want to encourage or change to increase that 43% to a higher number or at least to those that are relevant to us. It's be more transparent. You cannot keep everything just to the benefit of your company. has to be win-win. You need to respect IP. You need to keep the conversation open and frank and follow the rules. But you need to be, as I said, more flexible, right? Put the rules at the beginning. And if you need to sign a CDA or a new contract, do it fast and do it flexible, right?
0: I want to get more into solutions in a minute, but I still I want to spend a little more time on understanding the, the reason for the problem as, as it exists before we do that. There are several re, uh, potential reasons that are cited here. Lack of incentives, lack of customer openness, and the, the suppliers, some, some don't feel that they're encouraged or empowered to do so. Now, when they say lack of incentives – They're just sitting there prepared to collaborate, but they don't feel like they're being incentivized to do so. I mean, what types of incentives would they like to see that would make them open up and truly reach out to to 3M or other OEMs?
1: Very high level. The main incentive of a company is to sell more products, right? They have technology. They want to sell more, and that's basically what they want to aspire. But they need to invest time on that, right? And many times companies put the effort and there is no feedback, there is no return, or there is no extra sales or no license fees, etc. So I will say because of lack of flexibility, sometimes the suppliers, right, they don't get the additional business that they want because we we'll lose in the details.
0: Yeah. So in other words, if they feel like, why, why should we do this if there's nothing in it for us? We would exactly. like to, the the idea that if we do open up and collaborate, we would like that to translate into more business from you. And yet that's not being proactively offered all the time, I guess.
1: Exactly. From the very beginning has to be a win-win relationship, right? Yes, you need to share this technology or this invest time in helping me to develop a new product and you will have a win, too. That's important, right? And you will have feedback from us or from any other company. Your time invested will have a return.
0: But this goes both ways, does it not? I mean, a lot of these suppliers, I'm sure, they also supply other companies other than 3M, and in some cases, maybe even 3M competitors. They're not exclusive to you in a lot of these cases. So you would require them to respect your IP as much as the other way around, would you not? There needs to be some formal assurance of that.
1: Yes, and you are touching a very good topic, I would say. And 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 if we don't take advantage of the collaboration, right, we may be losing competitiveness or we may be losing speed. Because if we don't have a win-win agreement from day one, they may go to one of our competitors. Or, you know, I'm talking for uh, 3M, but other OEMs, if they don't open the door to uh, collaboration ideas, from the suppliers, the competitors may. There are many stories in, in the industry, right? And uh, You can read them every day in the internet that supplier collaboration helped one company to get ahead of another, right? So, yes, that's something that why we need to encourage uh, supplier collaboration. If not, there are other players in the market and they may go there.
0: Here's an interesting conclusion of the study, and that is that 25% of the suppliers surveyed say that they were being forced to use technology that negatively impacts productivity and collaboration by their customers. What are they talking about?
1: What kind of technology are they referring to? That will be two kinds of connections. And the study uh, was referring, hey, you need to send me your supply planning, your inventory levels. I need to to send you my demand planning. And there is a lot of information. Uh, We need to sign a new contract. You need to comply with this requisite and we do nothing, right, or nothing happened. I'm not just talking about 3M, any other company. There is a lot of, I would say, probably using an extreme word, a lot of bureaucracy (laughs) to be uh, worked, and then nothing happened. And sometimes we put technology, like putting our systems together, etc., with no return, right? So we have been moving very fast in trying to get Only the information that is relevant, the information that will help us to grow our sales, and that we are going to give a return to the supplier, and they will also have a win.
0: But you seem to be talking more in this case about a problem of business process oversight. This is saying that they're actually referencing specific technology, not just the customer's refusal or inability to respond to them in a proper way, but are they being weighed down by what they consider to be what, legacy technology, technology that doesn't integrate with their own systems? That somehow, How does the specific technology negatively impact them?
1: Most of the complaint that we have had today specifically regarding technology is about connections, how we exchange that information. Are we putting a lot of efforts in the formality and the way we need to connect versus the real value exchange of information? That's the wrong example. Also, we have, and I'm sure other OEMs, that when we don't focus in the system, but more in the value of the exchange that we are having good returns. For example, in 3M, we have a tech forum event. Tech forum event is where all of our scientists come to learn about 3M technology or outside technology. It's so simple, right? People come with a poster session and suppliers present technology to us and they demo the products. Even though this is a very easy way to do it, People love it. So we're saying eh, don't focus a lot in trying to have the best connection with the supplier before starting to work, right? Once we have a good relationship, a strategic relationship with these suppliers, yeah, we would like our computers to be connected for the order processing, etc. But at the beginning, I would say that's secondary. Suppliers many times complain that we want to have everything perfect, and nothing to exchange. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, when this problem comes up as it has with a, a good number of the suppliers that you contacted, who at the OEM and not and not first of all who at 3M specifically, but who at any OEM, where does the responsibility for this relationship lie? I mean, you are the guy, right? <laughs> at 3 at 3M, it's, it's your area that should be addressing this? I mean, should it be sourcing? Should it be procurement? Should it go higher up? Should it be other parts of the organization all collaborating toward dealing with the supplier? Where does that rest in, in the OEM?
1: I would say modern companies, they are asking sourcing organization to be the facilitator, right? For example, in 3M, my sourcing organization, we manage all the contracting, the relationship with the suppliers, but we facilitate also, to be effective, and I will tell you some good stories, bad stories, right? To be effective, people in research and development, people in manufacturing, people in marketing also have to be part of the team, right? And in some examples that we sourcing opened the door, but we have not been successful in asking R&D or uh, manufacturing to also work with this supplier the projects have basically ended with no gains to us, no gains to the suppliers. The opposite, and that's why we're asking sourcing, we're asking the uh, 3M sourcing to be early in the table when we are developing products, when we are looking for new businesses, to enable sourcing early so we can give the company our preferred suppliers, or if they have the preferred suppliers, right, if the manufacturing or R and D have the preferred suppliers. We can incorporate very fast to our preferred supplier list. That's when things work. So I won't say, oh, it's one department to have everything, is to be holistic. That's when things are working for us. And you know, and talking with our suppliers in the good success stories that we have, they say, you know, we prefer to do this development together with 3M because so-and-so, many times they don't say the names, right, but other companies have not been successful to work as a team.
0: This must be an immense challenge for a company, the size and scope and breadth of 3M. You guys make so many different kinds of products and have a huge universe of global suppliers that, that help you make all those things. How then do you at 3M prioritize and which suppliers are the ones that you want to be reaching? out? You can't just do it all at once. So how do you understand where to go first and which ones to, to really bear down on, on, on collaborating with?
1: Yeah, that that's the one billion dollar question, right? That that's a good question. First of all, we have been doing what you said, prioritization, right? We changed the way we ask for collaboration from our suppliers. And basically, we are saying, hey, let's start with the three big projects, right? And early in the game, and that was uh, when we changed the rules, right, uh, and, and be more open. That was last year. We started with uh, three projects. And now, you know, we are basically saying, hey, now we have 30 that we're working with, 30 that real collaboration with the suppliers that we are making progress. But it requires a lot of participation. So that's number one. Number two, we are open every day for ideas, and that's why we are inviting suppliers to come here to do uh, supplier expos or participate in our tech forum, as I said we, we have uh, more than a thousand r and d scientists attending these uh, tech forums right and if it comes a good idea and has to be filtered as a good idea, we assign resources, we ask a teamwork collaboration, and then we start to move the needle on top of that, another quick wins that we have been having. It's uh, the global collaboration, right? In the last, basically, year, we have been traveling around the world to visit global suppliers that we have in the United States. Uh, we visit them in Europe, we visit them in APAC, or good European suppliers, right? We ask them that we want to meet with the team or the Asia team, et And if we have been already successful in one geography, it's much easier to get traction and success globally. So basically, we're doing many things. But number one, we are prioritizing projects. Number two, we are having a lot of events to identify new technologies. And if we are interested, we prioritize. Number three, we are asking our global suppliers to be real global. And if we have been successful in one geography, replicate in the others.
0: Tell me a little bit more about these forums. I mean, uh, do they involve a collection of suppliers? Do they involve individual suppliers? I mean, how often are they held? Are they a regular thing or what?
1: Basically, we do all of what you said. Sometimes we are just specific to one supplier. We arrange tech forum for one company, right? Protect the IP or protect the confidentiality of the project, etc., and normally we have fewer people attending, right? Because it's very target. We do tech forums that we have, for example, oh, we invite all the suppliers that have packaging technologies, right? And you, you may have competitors in the room, right? And it's very open. It's kind of a trade show, right? And even uh, when we do our supply chain manufacturing conference that we invite our team from around the world, we invite many suppliers from different areas, but try not to invite competitors to the room. For example, the technologies, right? Robotics or or how to make our factories more productive. We may invite 10 suppliers, but different areas that are not competitive. So we do a lot of things. And if a team in R&D manufacturing feels that this is a good supplier that we need to leverage, sourcing will step up and do the contract and, and try to facilitate doing business with them as fast as possible. I also have to say that we visit around the world factories of a lot of suppliers, and good products also come from those uh, visits.
0: Was this survey uh, something of a wake-up call for 3M? Is this what drove you to initiate changes in your supplier relationships, or was that already underway before you conducted it?
1: Two things. We knew as 3M that we had a big opportunity. So I would say the surprise, the results were not a big surprise to us. We knew that there was something that we needed to improve, but also it was not a big surprise that other companies were not doing, were not excelling in that, or the industry was not excelling at us as a conglomerate of many companies that we survey, we are losing an opportunity, right? So basically, the survey result reaffirmed that we need to move fast and, and there is a big competitive advantage that we can win if we collaborate more with our suppliers. Again, we collaborate a lot with our customers, so why not to collaborate with our suppliers?
0: I wonder if one important lesson, one takeaway that we can get from this survey, not just for 3M but for OEMs in general, in their supply relationships is to get, get it in writing up front – in the initial relationship with the supplier in terms of laying out specific allowances for IP protection for formalization of communications channels and channels for as you say input on collaboration and innovation stuff would that be a good piece of advice that you would give people
1: absolutely we are very respectful company we want to play by the rules and we were taking probably sometimes more than a year just to sign the contract, right? I think we need to be a little bit more flexible. Again, play by the rules, respect the law, and respect IP. That's so important for us. But be a little bit more flexible. You cannot win everything and be more open and and start the collaboration as soon as possible.
0: So will, will you do another report that will serve as kind of an ongoing report card on 3M's own supplier collaboration efforts? Or do you have enough of a mechanism in place now that you can keep track of your efforts without having to do this again?
1: We want to do it again, but probably more towards how we are doing This survey was how the industry, how our peers and 3M are doing. In the future, I think we will be doing one how we are doing in 3M internally, right? Maybe in three, four years, we are going to repeat this survey just to see how the industry is evolving.
0: Well, the 3M report is called Driving Growth and Innovation Through Supplier Partnerships. We will provide a link to that report in the show notes to this episode. But, Jose Varela, I want to thank you so much for joining us to talk about 3M's disclosures and, and innovations that have you uncovered in this very interesting report on supplier collaboration. Thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Thank you, Bob. It's a, always a pleasure to collaborate.
0: That was my conversation with Jose Varela, talking about 3M's surprising survey on supplier collaboration or lack of it. We're online at www.supplychainbrain.com, where we post a new episode of this podcast for streaming or downloading every Friday. You can also read my Think Tank blog, watch thousands of videos, and access all of our other content, including the digital edition of our magazine. Look for us on Facebook and LinkedIn, and follow us on Twitter, at SCBrain. You can also download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes.